You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side studios. Man, we got the local, the state, the national covering down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, it is that time of the week. It is Wednesday, and uh, that means we go to the Grand Council. Last week we had to move it because I had a scheduling conflict, but my brethren were good enough to join me uh, on Friday. This week we're back on schedule. Wednesday afternoon, 4 o'clock, Grand Council. Let me go ahead and call the roll. Boomer, do I have a, uh, a Jeff Poor on the line as uh, FM Talk 1065 and the executive editor for 1819 News, Jeffro Poor? Are you here? I am present. You are present. You're on the road right now, it sounds like. Yeah, I've been in Birmingham all week, and uh, it was tough yesterday, but Birmingham today and head back to Fairhope now. Well, appreciate you making time for us while you are maneuvering. And then, uh, Boomer, do I have the next guy, the other guy, the Dale Jackson from uh, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, also writing for Yellowhammer News. Dale Jackson, are you here? Oh, my gosh, snuck in under the wire, dude. All right, we're glad. So, Boomer, I pronounce a quorum. Hit it. Assemble the Grand Council. Ta-da! All right, fellas, you know the deal. We uh, ping each other with questions. We take turns asking. We don't always know the questions in advance, and we don't even know the answers in advance. And then we just see how we do. So, Jeff Poor, while you're driving on the road, you go first. What you got? Uh, theoretical here. Uh, five years from now, God forbid Biden wins re-election. What does the Biden State of the Union look like in 20, uh, I guess it would be, what, 2028? So, so what would the Biden administration's State of the Union look like in what 2020? Would the Biden, what would the Biden State of the Union, based on our offense performance, what would it look like if he was re-elected? How, how are we going – how is this country going to be able to sit through that guy five years older from now? I don't know that we can sit through him five years older than now. I mean, I, I look at it, and, and, and I, I think they would have to prop him up. They'd have somebody standing on both sides, kind of like Moses holding his arms in the air, just to make sure that he can continue on. Uh, how many shots would he have to have to give him what he needs to keep moving? I, I don't know, man. I just last night though, it's like he had a Red Bull. He he hung in there. Um, but uh, Dale, what do you think? Um, it would be uh, artificial intelligence. So we could just go ahead <laughs> and, and have it done that way, or go back to where they just write the the damn thing and hand it off to somebody. You know that that would be. That we they've done that in the past, right? That's how it used to be. Yes. Just hand in the report. Here's mm-hmm. my report. You know, I, I I get tired of the Kabuki theater. I don't think I'd mind that, to be honest with you. Um, your own question, Jeff. What do you think? Well, and that was sort of my point. Like, just watching last night, how much of a struggle it was. This guy, I mean, I, I, I we got to really ask some tough questions. I know they won't, but we got some tough questions uh, when, when re-election time comes around. If this is the direction you're going to go, how, how are you going to be able to tolerate America for this guy in five years, given that same address? 
I, I, I don't, I don't know if they can. I don't, I don't know. If there's that much patience, but, um, but I, you know, I, I look at it too, and it was obvious too that he was caught off guard several times by the amount of reaction he was getting in the audience. Uh, uh, I, I, it was, it was funny. I was probably thinking, I've, I've been in this chamber for 40 years, and this has never happened. Why are they yelling at me? So, it was. Anyway, uh, all right, Dale Jackson. Next question. What do you got? I want to keep it in North Alabama just because another shoe has dropped on on Devin Keith, the Huntsville City Councilman. You're an attorney. Yeah. You got a client. He Over the past, I don't know, four days, they've dropped about 35 shoplifting charges on him at three different Whoa. Uh, Walmarts, including Walmarts that are not in his district. I mean, think about this. A city councilman stealing from someone else's district instead of his own? God, just keep that stuff in the district. Come on. Well, he didn't want to hurt the sales tax revenue in his own district as much, so he had to <laughs> well, move he outside. Was, he was doing it in his district and other districts. Oh. Uh, let me ask something. Is this guy... Is there any way you could defend it? You're a lawyer. You're supposed to defend people, even if you know they're guilty. You're supposed to help them out. Could you defend this guy? Well, you're supposed to always provide a zealous defense on behalf right. of your client's interests. And the question is not whether or not, uh, you know, in a criminal law, which I don't practice criminal law, but the, but the question is not necessarily always whether or not he's guilty. It's whether or not they can prove it. You have to make the prosecution do its job. And uh, and that's what the defense usually is. But, um, but you know, I... I <laughs> 35? Really? I mean, at this mm-hmm. point, you're, you're down to, dude, you better negotiate because they've got surveillance cameras of you like pilfering fishing lures and putting stuff in your pockets all over the place. I mean, and, and, and I'll remind you, what I know is more than what's in the media right now. It's other stores, too. <laughs> so there's more coming. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Uh, Jeff, chime in. What are you thinking? Why, why all of a sudden? Like, why? If he's done this so many times. Yeah. Why did they wait till the thirty fifth time to? Do, I mean, I, that would be my devil's advocate defense. Like, oh, I, oh, I can answer that. I can answer that question for you. The uh, apparently Walmart has like an AI that once they catch somebody stealing, they run somebody through it, and, and it finds when else they've shopped. What? Yeah, uh, through receipts and apparently some facial recognition stuff, and, and they and they caught them. Okay, we just opened up a whole new realm of this conversation because I don't think I want to walk into Walmart and have them tagging my cheekbones trying to figure out if I've been here before. That's just wrong. That's just creepy. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, 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 but Walmart turned into screws on this guy, and this is weird, right? It is weird. It, it's it's beyond weird. And so the guy has a problem. If this is all real, I mean, innocent till proven guilty, but if this is all real. Then, then kleptomania just took on a new poster child. And no, you guys, you guys are giving him too much credit. He is just a scumbag of the lowest order. I mean, he's just—he's a oh, pathological he's liar. He was one of your show regulars, man. Oh no, no, I would talk to him, but he lied all the time on my show, and we'd fight about it. I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so what we're finding out now is it's not really AI. It's it's Dale's been following him around with his his, his, his camera phone. <laughs> hey, I, I had a conversation. My, I had I had a conversation with my wife about this today on the radio, and, and I asked her. I said, "Hey, do you remember the first time we met him?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I said, "Did I not turn to you as soon as he walked away?" And I said, "That guy's a scumbag." And she's like, "Yeah, you actually did." <laughs> Like, yeah. All right. Oh, God. All right. My turn. My question. Here we go. Um, listen, uh, the, the, the Department of Corrections release, I had a DA in my, uh, my studio yesterday that, that, that gave his thoughts on where this is all going and, and, and how difficult it is for DAs to prosecute and to watch people just walk out early. Um, and like it's, basically, it's not mandatory sentencing guidelines. Now it's mandatory release guidelines. And, and so 
the, the, the article came out this morning, I guess, I guess, Jeff, I think it's all in 1819 News, that there's been no commentary whatsoever from the governor's office about a very embarrassing legislative act that she signed into law. And, and yet we finally heard from Gina Mayola from the governor's office this morning, and they basically said, well, it's the governor's leadership that, is, that has brought this discussion to bear. I'm like, how did they even – how did it get down that road that it became the governor's leadership on releasing prisoners early, and that was a good response? Jeff, your thoughts? You want to hear happened? They got mad at our story yesterday, and it took until about 3 in the afternoon to decide to text our reporter, Will Blakely, and say, hey, we don't like this story. And it was like, well, what's wrong with him? And then Gina sends Will a, a clip from a news story buried in the eighth paragraph of, like, a Mike Kaysen story on AL.com is a comment from the governor's office about the mass release. So I, 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 this, she needs to be saying something, right? Is this not weird? The, 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 the world of ADOC is crumbling, and KIV, she's not even fiddling. She's just nowhere to be found. Yeah. Yeah, because you because you you got a statement from Gina Mayola. You didn't get a statement from Governor Ivy, correct? Yeah, and I said, well, because when, when she she hit Will up, so we don't like this, we want to respond. I said, well, give us some more questions to answer, and they didn't really give us much. They just told us, well, you, you don't know how tough it is. It would be much worse if not for Tay Ivy's leadership. I mean, just what what are you insulting the readers of eighteen nineteen news with that stupid? response all right dale jackson your thoughts they need to make a, an ai governor too where they can just put in whatever they want it to say and she can come out and, and it will add its own like well my pa said that they let a prisoner out of jail he'll find a way into the world well, or that, whatever that may be what we have maybe gina maiola is the ai behind the governor we don't even know <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh alright fellas end of round one we'll, uh, we'll take the break right now we'll come right back we'll head to round two of the Grand Council with uh, Jeff Poor from the Jeff Poor Show FM Talk 106.5 and uh, 1819 News Dale Jackson from up yonder at WVNN and also writing for Yellowhammer News and just little old me y'all stay tuned we'll be right back Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, just plain right, saving the world one soundbite at a time. All right, we are back to round two of the Grand Council with Jeff Poor from FM Talk 106.5 and 1819 News and Dale Jackson from WVNN up yonder in Huntsville and Yellowhammer News. Jeff Rowe, next question, what you got? Oh, sticking with the, the, the earlier mass release or whatever you want to call it, uh, Steve Marshall, very outspoken, the Attorney General, Tell me, guys. Do do you guys uh, do, do you guys think that this is just nothing but a shameless political gesture by the attorney general to set himself up for something bigger down the road? Uh, me personally, I do not see it as shameless. I thought it was pretty legit. I mean, 
his job is to defend the interests of the people of the state. And uh, when he realized that there was a bunch of victims and victims' families and interested parties who were not being notified. Now, I will say this. I've noticed a lot more activity out of his office of late. Um, uh, and, and so I can't help but wonder if he is posturing for you know future runs for something else. But that don't mean nothing. Uh, I think the, the truth is what he did was the right thing to do. Dale? I think he comes by it honestly. I also think he's running for office. Uh, his slogan should be grill him, chill him, and kill him uh, because that's exactly what he wants <laughs> oh, to do. Oh, uh, so I'm all for it. I love what he's doing. Uh, I kind of disagree with you all and him on this whole mass release thing, but I, I think he comes by it honestly. Every conversation I've ever had with him on and off the air has been exactly the same, so I don't think I don't think well, he's doing the routine. Well, so wait, wait, wait. How do you disagree with us on this uh, thing about the mass releases? What are you saying? Uh, I, I'm willing to, to, to roll the dice on it, and I think you guys want it stopped. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily want it per se stopped. I don't like it. I direct, it was legislative action, but I think it got implemented badly. And I look back now I and think it was, I think it was flawed. Thing. I think it was flawed the way they did it. And I don't know that it was necessary to be honest. I mean, Jeff was yelling at me last week, so maybe I lost well, the plot. Well, I, I just, I look at it and think, okay, legislature, you did your gig, but uh, buyer's remorse, I think. And uh, maybe you ought to correct it because it, it wasn't a good idea at the time and it's not a good idea now. It's still legislated. They just did a bad job of implementing. Um, your own question, Jeff, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, well, first I think it needs to end immediately. I think it was done for the wrong reasons. But uh, I, I, there's a lot of people saying that out there, that Marshall is, is posturing for something, and that's all this is. It's all this just shameless pandering and political opportunism, which I, I just find such an egregious, scurrilous charge from people that think they're smart. I, I just I think he's doing this. He's, he's inconsistent. When they pass that law in 2021, you go back, and he wrote a scathing op-ed about the legislature considering that bill. And I, I just I don't like when I hear that. I, I just think it's totally unfair for people to say. All right, good points. Uh, Dale, next question, what you got? Okay, I want to paint a little scenario for both of you. You're both up there giving a speech. Uh, you know, Phil Williams, that's some muckety-muck lawyer thing. Jeff Port, some nerd thing in D.C. <laughs> and, and you introduce uh, your lovely wife out in the crowd, and, and then you say, oh, and, and there's uh, my good friend so-and-so. And they look at each other and kiss each other on the lips. Oh, right my the, God. <laughs> right, right in front of you and everyone else. How does that make you feel? I'm leaving the podium, and I'm going to find <laughs> the dude and, and ask him what he th- – so that, that had to have been one of the most weird, awkward moments ever seen in the gallery at a, um, at a, at a, at a, a State of the Union. I mean, It's all we're ever going to remember from this. I know. I, I, I don't remember much about the speech. It's already starting to fade from memory. But, you know, I, I look at it and think, okay – was that an awkward moment where they missed the cheek or did they, and neither one of them seemed to like, it's like, it was like the most natural thing in the world. Okay. I think there was some tongue. There's some lip kissing going on. Off- oh my God. Jeff, what do you think, Jeff? I, I, I just think it's an awkward moment. I mean, that's all I thought. I was like, well, they, they didn't. No, 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 you didn't answer the question. What do you do? I, I, I just dismissed it as an awkward moment. <laughs> okay. No. I, I, I think we're having an awkward if they, conversation. If that's the situation, if that's, I, I, I may say, what the hell happened there? But I'm not <laughs> going up, stepping down from yeah. the podium and saying, I'm going to whoop some tail right now. That's what I'm do. That might be what you guys would do, but I'm a sane actor, okay? <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, last question. Uh, setting up my next segment, actually. Um, so story on AL.com. Did you go to AL.com, Phil? Yes. Yes, I did. AL.com had a story um, just this morning. 
that there is a vacancy on the uh, judicial bench down in Mobile and that there are calls now by members of the legislature, Senator Vivian Figures being one, to make sure we fill it with a black judge because that's the most important thing. Uh, your thoughts on this? You're down there. I'll go to you first, Jeff. What do you think? She's probably gonna. Ivy's probably gonna do that. Oh. She's done that in the past. I, I, I just that's, that's the way she does things. But I mean, in her defense, would the DOJ or somebody come in and threaten and investigate? And and with that, then you got this legal cost of having to defend it. I, I, I don't know, but I, I totally think that would be in the realm of behavior for Governor Ivy to just go ahead and appoint a black judge. They, they try real quick. They tried this. Uh, the county commission had a seat open, and Riley appointed uh, to the one Democrat seat, a black Republican, and the DOJ um, beat, uh, beat, the, beat, beat Riley in court, and the guy had to step down down in Mobile County. <laughs> Dale, your thoughts? The qualifications for judgeships have to start with skin color. No, find the best person for the job. If it doesn't have to be a lawyer, uh, I recommend Jeff Poor. If it does have to be a lawyer, <laughs> Phil Williams. Uh, I don't live in the district, but thank you very much. Um, although I, uh, I I will visit occasionally. Um, you know, I look at it and think, like, like for instance, uh, Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson on the uh, Supreme Court. She's a knowledgeable individual, a jurist. Uh, yes, she can certainly do the job. And she will always have an asterisk by her name because the president announced that the reason why she was chosen was first because of her skin color and not because of her acumen in the law. And I just I just see this whole idea of appointing for skin color as being absolutely the opposite of the law is blind. You know what I'm saying? So um, so there's that. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I, you, know, you know what, though? And I, I'm not going to be surprised. Ivy's been about the glass ceiling before. She's She's done appointments. You know, she was so excited to have a the commander of the Alabama National Guard, who was the first female, never mind whether she was the most qualified individual to uh, lead our troops. But um, that's another story for another day. Uh, all right, fellas, appreciate you. As always, the Grand Council with uh, Jeff Poor from the Jeff Poor Show on FM Talk 106.5 in Mobile and the executive editor for 1819 News. And Dale Jackson, WVNN up in Huntsville and writing for Yellowhammer. You guys have an amazing night. Thanks much. Thanks, sir. All right. That was a good one, boom shakalaka. We, no, no, nobody bled. <laughs> My ears weren't bleeding at the end of the segment, so that's always a win. Um, but, uh, yeah, very interesting. Always good to hear their perspectives. All right, listen, we're going to come right back. I'm going into number three on the Triple Dipper. I'm going to get there. Reverse racism. Is that a thing? Can you call it reverse racism, or is it just racism? Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.